in the midst of this series called Love Connection. Now, I know for anybody born after 1985, they have no idea what that show is about. Um, but it was a great show that came on back uh, in the early 80s, ran through the 90s. It, it actually ran all the way up to 1999. And so all the rest of us did watch it. Um, and so as we continue on in this series called Love Connection, last week we talked about the fact that relationships matter. That's what we talked about last year, that relationships matter, that Jesus came and he taught us how the importance of relationships. And we go back to St. Mark 12, where he says uh, that, that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. This week, uh, we want to talk about real love, real love, real love, love like Jesus loves you. And so, as you see in that, that episode of um, Love Connection, people are seeking all kind of ways and going through all kind of avenues to try to find real love. Um, and, and, and we know that, as you can see in that example, that it's difficult to find real love in life today. But Jesus gives us uh, the example of how we can find real love in John 13 and 34 in our scripture. Uh, John 13 and 34. And it says, A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. There was a couple that had been married over 50 years, and one day they sat out and they were reflecting over their relationship. And so the wife, uh, she turned to the husband and she said, you know, there used to be a time when you would come and you would sit real close to me. And now you just kind of sit on the other side or you sit far away. And he said, OK, I can fix that. So he got up and he went and he sat right next to her real close, nice and snug right next to her. And so they kept talking. She said, you know, there used to be a time where you um, would uh, where you would uh, come in and that you would wrap your arms around me and hug me and show me affection. He said, OK. I can fix that too. So he wrapped his arms around her. He squares her real tight and he showed her all kind of affection. And then she said, okay, well, there used to be a time when you would nuzzle my neck and you would nibble on my earlobe. And he immediately got up and he rushed out the room. And she was kind of, you know, surprised. She was like, what's, what's going on? And so he came back and she said, where, where did you go? He said, well, I had to go get my teeth. <laughs> Some of you guys will get that, that later. But we see here, we see here in St. John, uh, in this scripture this morning, John chapter 13, that Jesus here, uh, to paint the picture, that Jesus here is uh, with his disciples. This is the last time that he will be assembled with his disciples. They're in the upper room. This is the night that Jesus will be betrayed, the day before Jesus will be crucified. And so here in this scene, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's telling them about how, the, how that one of them will betray him. And they were all confused by that. They didn't get that. And then at the same uh, point in time, he was uh, breaking the bread and, and passing the wine and initiating what we now know as communion with his disciples. But then towards the end of this scene of Jesus and his disciples in the upper room, the last time he would physically be with them uh, on this side, Jesus issues a new command to them. And he says, love one another as I have loved you. And three times in that upper room, Jesus commanded uh, them 
to love one another. And friends, as we move forward into this series called Love Connection, Jesus was simply trying to get them and us to understand what real love consists of, what it means to love for real, that loving for real is loving the way Jesus loves us. And so let's look at the first principle. Principle one is loving others has no limits. It has no boundaries. It has no barriers. Say that again. Loving others has no limits, boundaries, or barriers. There was a little boy that was praying one night, and he said, Dear Lord, it's, it's very hard for me to understand how you're able to love everybody. He said, Because, see, there's only four people in my family, and I don't really love any of them. Isn't that the kind of the mentality that we have, that we are selective in who we choose to love? That, that we love people that are in our inner circle, that that love us, that, um, that do things for us, but yet when there are other people that might have done things to us or might be perceived our enemy or people that we don't know, we can't say that we love them. But Jesus specifically says, even in Mark and today, he says, love your neighbor, and he says, love one another. He directly says to us how we should love, that love is not exclusive. That there is, no, there is no private party of people that you can kind of pull together and say, I love them, but I don't love these other people. Love can't be reserved. It can't be sectioned off. It can't be hidden behind a curtain because love should be available to all because there is no limit. See, Jesus shows us in how he loves us that he does not select and pick and choose which ones of us that he loves. Because if Jesus uh, selectively chose who was worthy of his love, none of us would get it, right? The Bible tells us, look here in, in, um, in Romans 8 and 35, it says, what can separate us from the love of God? It says, what can? And it goes on to say, nothing, nothing can separate us from God's love. God's love has no limits, so neither should I, ours. There's a great example of how to love others with no limits in the Bible. It is known as the parable of the Good Samaritan. The Bible talks about that there one day was a man that was traveling along the road, and it was a very dangerous road that he, he was traveling on. And while he was traveling, he was accosted by some other men that robbed him, beat him, and left him for dead. Now, while he lay there on the side of the road, there was a priest that came by. There was a religious leader that came by. All these people came by and they saw the man and they just kept going. Even some decided to even walk on the other side of the road. But then there was this man, this, this Samaritan man who came by and he saw the man's condition. The Bible said that he had compassion on him and not that he just looked down on him and said, oh, I feel sorry. But he did something about it. He, he passed the man's wounds. He picked him up. He put him on his horse. He took him into town. He got him help and he covered all the expenses of everything that he needed. See, this good Samaritan shows us what limitless love looks like. He shows us that the value of loving everyone means that there is no one outside of the limits of my love. 
See, when, when we, we have this definition of love as an emotion or a feeling that we feel for somebody. But, but God's definition is different. God's definition is about the fact that because of what Christ has done for us, that love is an action. It is the expression of who God is uh, and what he's done in our lives that we express that same thing to other people. But why do we limit our love? We limit it because of our differences. We limit it because people are just different than us. So we, we, we judge. We, we, we label we make assumptions, and then we go through the process of trying to say, okay, they're different from me, so maybe they only get a, a portion of my love. I, I'll be kind to them, but, but I can't truly embrace them. Friends, what, what it tells us here in, 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 in looking at Matthew 5, 43-48, it says, You have heard that it says you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But Jesus said this, love your enemy. And pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father, which is in heaven. Friends, it is impossible for us to love the way God wants us to love of ourselves. We are not capable with our human love to love like God wants us to love. Because human love is a love that says I will love some people, some places, and at some times. But God's love is I will love everyone, everywhere, at all times. So how do we overcome this? Because we are powerless. We don't have the ability to love like God wants us to love. That means that we have to depend on him to give us the power to love other people. We, we, we have to ask God, God, teach me, show me how to love as Jesus has loved. Then, then we have to remember, think about how much he loves us. Because, because we just said none of us really are truly deserving of God's love, but he loves us anyway. And so if God can love us in spite of all that we've done, then how can we not love one another? Another reason that we limit our love is because of fear. Love is risky, right? It's risky to love. There's no guarantee of the response, the reaction, or, or the result of, of our love. That, that we're afraid if we put ourselves out there that, that now we've exposed ourselves and we might not get back what we put forth. But love is not about what you receive. It's all about what you give. One of the biggest problems that, that we have in relationships is that we, we tend to expect the other person to love us, but we're not willing to love them as much as we want them to love us. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 or, or another problem that we have is, is that we expect them to love us first and show us that love. And then, okay, now I know that you kind of feeling me, then I'm going to reciprocate. But that's not what God teaches us. Isn't that, isn't that what, what the Bible says when it, and, and what Paul says to, to men? He says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Sacrificial love. He, he says, love being willing enough to give all that you have for your wife. Not waiting for her to love you back. Not waiting for her to, to love you first. But he says, love completely and absolutely. And so, so there's a risk factor in, in loving. But however, we can't refuse love 
And because when we do, then then the opposite of that will creep in, bitterness. When, when, when we don't love and when we don't respond to what's done to us in love, then the result is bitterness, it's anger, it's things that Satan can use to, to tear our lives down. And then before we know it, emptiness begins to grow in our hearts and, and we become separated from God. See, friends, you can't say, and the Bible says this specifically, you can't say you love God and hate your brother. You, you, you can say it, but, but the fact of the matter is that you cannot really truly love God and hate everyone that God has created. It, it, it requires us to step outside of ourselves because loving others is not about them and it's not about you, but it's about your relationship with God. Principle two, loving others requires trust in God. Loving others requires trust in God. So we say, okay, Jesus, I can do it. I can love others. But Jesus just didn't say just love them based on our definition. Jesus said, love them as I have loved you. That's where the problem comes in. Think about how Jesus loved us. We are challenged and commanded to love like Jesus. He didn't say, love the best you can. Do love as good as you can do it. No, he said, love like I love you. Well, how does Jesus love us? John 15 and 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that he will lay down his life for a friend. Romans 5 and 8 says, but God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John 3.16 said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, the, the, the love that Jesus requires of us and that he's telling us is a love that is sacrificial. It's a love that is not expecting something in return. It's a love that doesn't have any conditions or strings attached. But it's a love that, that is shown, that is given because it is what God desires for us. Again, this is an impossible task. We don't have the power to accomplish this command. But, but Jesus is not giving, this, giving us this because he's trying to discourage us, because he knows we can't, we can't do it. He's not doing this to discourage us, but he simply is trying to get us to rely on him. See, friends, everything in our lives is about our relationship with God. That, that, that our relationships with one another, it's, it's not about you and your wife or you and your husband. It's about you and God. It's not about you and your friends, you and your children, uh, you and your co-workers. It's about you and God. Everything and every situation in our lives is an example and an opportunity for us to grow closer to him. He knows we can't do it of ourselves, but he wants us to say, God Christ, help me, teach me, show me, I surrender, let me love like you want me to love. If I'm going to love like Jesus, then I need the power that only Jesus can give. If I'm going to love like him, I need the power that only he can give. Jesus set the bar so high that it's impossible for us to reach without him. But see, friends, Jesus is not interested in us trying to love. 
He is interested in us trusting to love. Let me say that again. He's not interested in us trying to love. He's interested in us trusting him enough to love. Trusting him enough to love no matter who we come in contact with. That's what he's interested in. But we have trust issues in our society, right? When we think about relationships, we have trust issues. Lack of trust is one of the biggest destroyers of relationships, right? Last week we talked about that, that money, financial issues are one of the biggest causes of divorce. But then lack of trust is one of the other biggest causes of, of divorce and breakups in relationships. You know, when you come together, you know, it's a, it's a clear slate, clean slate. Um, you fall in love, you get in a relationship, but the first time that, that's, that there is something questionable that makes you think whether or not I can trust this person or whether or not they are who they say they are or that they're going to do what they say they're going to do, then that's when the relationship begins to break down. When we don't trust, it's hard to open our hearts. And, and, and you see it every day that people that have been hurt in relationships, it's hard for them to trust people again. And it's hard for them to open their hearts. A great example of, of trust in the Bible is, is when Peter walked on the water. He, he, he saw Jesus walking out there. He, he recognized who he was. And he, he asked him, uh, Master, let me come to you. And Jesus said, come on. Come on. Get out the boat. Come to me. And, 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 and Peter trusted Jesus enough that he was able to step out the boat, step onto the water, and walk. But what happened next? As he moved, then he started to look around and notice his surroundings. And then, his re, and then his rationality kicked in and realized, I'm walking on water. This, not, this doesn't make sense. And at that moment, he sank. And Jesus pulled him up and he questioned his faith. Friends, that's, that's, what, that's what love is, is like. That when we, when we trust in Jesus, we can step out of the boat of our fears and we can step out of the boat of our anxieties. We can step out uh, of, of the boat of, of the things that have been done to us and we can trust him to love other people. But when we start looking around and we start trying to evaluate what other people's motives are and, and, and what other people are doing and do they love me the way I'm loving and I'm giving so much but I'm not getting anything back. When we start looking around, that faith begins to deteriorate and we begin to sink. Friends, will, your, will our trust be broken? Yes. Will others let you down? Yes. Will people do things to hurt you? Yes. Are you still willing to love? That's the question. Friends, because our love is an expression of our trust in God, not others. We love because, not because we trust each other. We love because we trust God. Principle number three. Loving others is more action than emotion. Loving others is more action than emotion. There was a letter written from a woman to a man, and it says, Dear Jimmy, no, not Jimmy here. No, no, not Jimmy. Candace didn't write this. Nobody else. There's not this Jimmy. There's another Jimmy. There's Jimmy with a Y. Dearest Jimmy, no words can ever express the great unhappiness I felt since breaking our engagement. Please say you'll take me back. 
No one could ever take your place in my heart, so please forgive me. I love you, I love you, I love you. Yours forever, Maria. P.S. And congratulations on winning the state lottery. <laughs> love is more about action than it is about emotion. Look again, Jesus says, I command you not to feel a certain way, but to act a certain way. Love is an action word. It's not just something you...